hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Philip Golfie and Rick Zamprin. Where is that Robert Golfie, by the way? <laughs> I don't know. He's uh, he's selling he's, homes. Is he's what he's out, doing? Out and about, too busy for the show. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, when you're Rob Golfie, uh, you you can be anywhere and, and everywhere, and he is. Uh, today. <laughs> you know what? The worst part about it is he canceled on his last minute. It's like you know we're we're in the studio waiting for him. It's just, it's the weekend. I think it's in weekend call. mode. You get the phone call. And it's like, <laughs> hey guys, you know everything that we've prepared with you know, let's throw it out the window because yeah. I'm not coming in today. <laughs> exactly. So, it's like thanks, Rob. Thanks for that. <laughs> well, we wish him uh, the best this weekend as he battles the rain. I want to ask you about the rain in a few minutes. So we're going to get to a lot of topics uh, as well, including uh, the Toronto condo market and uh, how expensive it's getting. We'll also talk about um, the spring real estate market and. And uh, marijuana grow-ups and how that is uh, going to affect things going forward. We know that come this summer that uh, recreational use of marijuana is going to be legalized. So how is that going to affect the uh, real estate market? It, it sure will, according to the Ontario Real Estate Association, that has some recommendations to that effect. As always, you can go online to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot com. Uh, call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. They're all over Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Rob Golfie, and be sure to check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play. You can also find past episodes on uh, robgolfie.com as well as 900chml.com. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, you can email your question to questions at robgolfie.com. That email address again is questions at robgolfie.com. Send in your questions. We'll get to those questions and answers on a future program. Uh, we'll start with the rain because it is a rainy weekend, uh, freezing rain on the way, uh, maybe ice pellets, snow yeah, of all things in April. It's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, does that really nullify uh, uh, open houses on weekends, uh, visiting homes? How do you guys deal with that? Well, uh, it does. It does in a, in a lot of ways. I know, um, you know, for for open houses, for our open house signs, right? They're not the most stable, secure signs that we put <laughs> yeah, out, true. right? Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of times where we, uh, you know, we won't put put out open house signs right. um, because because they're not, you know, they're going to be flying gonna all over. Away. Yeah, they're going to yeah. fly the fly all over the neighborhood. Yeah. And it's not necessarily, you know, the best look for for the neighborhood and, and you get a lot of <laughs> it's so funny you get sometimes, you know, Monday morning you get a call call from a neighbor, "Hey, you know, we I have your open have house your sign. Signs. It's it, you know, flew into my car or something, oh, right?" Wow. So, we got to be careful with that. Um something definitely to be aware of, but with the with the rain, there's there's some people that you know, like to view houses when it is raining. Really? Yeah. Um, you know, they, it, it allows them to, to get into the basements and check out to see if there's any moisture coming right. through. Um, and it, it gives you a good idea to make sure the roof's not leaking or, or anything of that nature, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So so there are some people that would prefer, um, especially, you know, the investor side. Um, they want it. They want to see, you know, if there is water damage or if there's water coming in yeah. or the extent of the water coming in. Um, and they, they, they want to view the homes that way. But it's... Uh, 
it's it's nice it's it's hard when it's raining right um when you get up to the big farm properties and the big rural properties mm-hmm, mm-hmm. often people want to walk the property line and 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 check out the um you know the the uh the property and and you're walking through mud and and <laughs> wet grass yeah and uh and it's it makes it it makes it a lot tougher but but it definitely the weather's a factor mm-hmm. um and and it kind of it dampens the day, right? Yeah. You know, usually after every showing, you, you kind of stand on the driveway and and you know talk about the house, or, do like a or, recap, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And, and and whether it's reviewing the homes you saw that day or or just that particular home, it, it's yeah. you know instead you're running to your car so you don't get soaked. <laughs> There's and, no recap. Yeah, exactly. And you're just calling them on the way on the way on the way home from the appointment, but. Yeah. It's uh, it, the weather. The weather has been tough on us this year. It um, has been. Yeah. I think it's it's been a you know one of one of the many reasons as to why our markets kind of transitioned in a mm-hmm. way that that is uh, resulting in less transactions. Yeah. Um, and and I think you know we at the golfy team we we say you know we're going to have a longer summer market. Uh, we started late, so we we expect it to go a little bit more in, into the summer. Really, so. As the weather turns and gets a little bit better, people are obviously more apt to go out and see open houses and homes. But we've talked about before that uh, there aren't a lot of sales uh, tied to open houses. You might get uh, you know a, a few percentage points of, of sales because of an open house. Yeah, it's it's there's very very few sales that actually tie to that particular house. Right now, what a lot of agents do is they like to generate more sales from an open house. Not necessarily to that specific property, see, right? right. Um, if if an agent does have an open house, it allows the agent, you know, if, if he's active in the neighborhood or, or you know, if he's prospecting that particular neighborhood, it allows that that agent to meet the neighbors, right? Um, who might be thinking of selling in the mm-hmm. near future, or or um, you know, it, it introduce himself to the to that neighborhood as you know a neighborhood representative or a neighborhood right. specialist. Or something like that. We we find that open houses don't necessarily, you know, are, um, articulate an offer on the property. Um, very few mm-hmm. um, people that come through an open house are are, are putting in an offer um, that same day or or, or the next day. Yeah. It just um, if people are motivated to buy, more often than not, they're going to book a private showing and, right. and and walk through the house by themselves with nobody else around. Yeah, yeah. Um, and instead of you know just kind of you know breezing through on a on a Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. now. There are some times where where if a Toronto you know if a if a Toronto buyer um, is coming down, it allows them to see you know a number of houses in a short amount of time. But right. but more often than not, we see people booking private viewings, and those are the ones that we're most interested in um, in terms of in terms of you know the motivated buyers. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying open houses don't work; um, they have worked. But in terms of a percentage or a fraction of what they contribute to selling your house. It's very, very, very minimal. Right. Um, and and like I said, you know, I said it on a previous show. If an agent's going to come and and, sa- and say, you know, I'll, I'm going to have an open house every Sunday to sell your house, they're lying. Run away. It's it's <laughs> yeah. It's 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 a, it's a terrible sales strategy. Yeah. Um, open houses don't sell your house. Open houses give your your sales representative an opportunity to meet your neighbors mm. and and possibly generate sales um you know and build his pipeline and and, and prospect for right. for his 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 own business so he's he's getting uh, or she's getting much bigger um uh, boost out of that open house than you are as exactly. a home seller yeah yeah exactly he's he's benefiting way more off that open house than 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 that particular house and and you know I've seen it in sales trainings you know you know how to how to have a successful open house mm. 
how to have a successful open house, they're not talking about selling your house. Right. In sales training, that's, you know, when you go to a, a sales training seminar, they don't say, you know, a successful open house is selling the house that you're doing an open house. Yeah. A successful open house is, you know, meeting nine or 10 new contacts and right. and getting new numbers and, and new emails. And, and that's sales. But, but you know, we... we you know we're not big on open houses we we do see other other realtors that are are big on open houses but we just don't think we're benefiting our buyers mm-hmm. um that way and 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 um we don't think that's the most efficient way to get that particular right. house sold. Uh, mo- uh, we talked about this uh, as well. Most of the people who are at open houses are those curious neighbors. But w- what's the percentage of those who are maybe not a hundred percent interested in that home, but are just kind of looking to get into the market and and just happen to be in this? Yeah. Open so house? so more often than not is is you know we often ask them the question, hey, you know, how long have you been looking for, right? Right. And and more often than not, it's we're just starting to look. Ah. So a lot of people that are going to the open houses, uh, what I find is, is people that don't necessarily want, you know, in other words, want to waste the time of a realtor, right? right? They know they're not ready to buy yet. Maybe they're they're four or five or six months away from even being ready to buy, sure. right? But they want to start to find out what they like, right? So they're 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 viewing open houses every week. Um, they're understanding that you know they're gaining marketplace knowledge by by walking in a house and saying, okay, if this one's you know five hundred thousand and that one's four ninety, well, clearly the one that's five hundred is a little bit overpriced, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and you know there's better value in the four ninety one, and it's 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 they're educating themselves as to you know specific homes in a certain neighborhood, right. but also going through homes and, and you know seeing what they like in terms of a layout design or in terms of a um, an exterior finish or mm-hmm. or or what to expect. Uh, as they walk through the house, and then and then there you have that that factor, which is you know there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, even if even if they're you know first time buyers and they're asking the agents questions, there's you know that's that's awesome. But then you you have the other um, you know the other people coming through, and they're just you know they're just neighbors or or they're just kind of you know breezing through, mm-hmm. or, or there's nothing to do on a Sunday yeah. afternoon. Yeah, hey, let's and, go to an open house. And and <laughs> you know and and it's uh you know it's. It's an outing, right? It's something to do, something to get you out of your house. Yeah. If you have nothing else going on, yeah. you know, let's go check out some open houses. So we, we see those. What do those people say when you or another uh, realtor ask them, uh, hey, you know, what do you think? Are you interested? <laughs> do they, they usually say, we're just browsing? You, yeah, you can tell right away, yeah. right, just by the questions they ask. Right. But what I don't get, and this is, it always, it's always so funny, is sometimes people come through open houses just to complain, right? <laughs> really? And it's, they'll just walk through and they'll be like, and they'll, they'll complain about the house, or they'll complain about the light fixtures, or they'll. But they have no intention. But they of have buying. zero intention <laughs> to buy the house, or, wow. or even buy any house. Really. And they'll just, you know, they'll they'll put in their they'll put in their, you know, give you your, the the feedback, and it's it, more often than not very negative. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, the highway's too loud. Well, you know, you saw the highway pulling up. If yeah. it's too loud, why'd you come in? Sure, type of sure. thing, right? But it's it's you know. That, that's the way it goes. Because that's it's, their form of entertainment. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah. Whatever gets them. Whatever keeps them entertained. Interesting. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, feedback is always good. Sure. Yeah. But but if it's not if, if if it's not the constructive feedback that's that's you know analytical in terms yeah. of you know that the good feedback that that you're actually a real person looking to buy. You've seen you know you've seen other properties before mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and and it's a legitimate reason. That's fine. But to give feedback just to give feedback and be negative, it's yeah. it's not. It's not fair. And you mentioned those people who are coming into a home for the first time or just starting that process, and they may not have any intention of buying that home that they're going to in an open house, but they're starting that research, they're gaining that knowledge, and it's very much different being in the home than just looking at it on MLS, right? I mean, you, oh, you get it's a full way scope. different. Yeah, it's way different. It allows you it allows you a chance to kind of walk the neighborhood, right? Yeah. Um, 
realtors and and we you know we do the same thing is is we want to make sure that we get the most amount of people through a house right so if there's something that that you know we wouldn't want people to see on mls or something that would stop somebody from coming to view the house mm-hmm. we wouldn't put it online right, right? Yeah. um now now you know pictures look way different Obviously, we, we want to make sure that we present the house in the most fashionable manner mm-hmm. possible, right? Mm-hmm. And that's and that's and and that's how we sell houses. Yeah. But if we're not, you know, you want to get through the house and 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 see it and feel it and and you know, every house has a a, a sense and a feel and a smell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, different you know different shades and different. Um, you know, you get to see, you know, at what times the sun would be in right. your backyard. Yeah, you get to feel temperature in the whole thing. Yeah, day, right? you yeah. get to see, um, you know, you get to see what your neighbor's house looks like. More often than not is is I go on Google, uh, the Google Street View, yeah. right? And and somebody will call me up and say, hey, how much do you think my house is worth? And and I, and I my, you know, they, they want me to spit out a number right away. And I right. say, well, it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not being fair to you and I'm not being fair to myself if I just give you a, give you a number because yeah. it's, it's it a be very, off, yeah, it's right? a very uneducated number. Yeah. But, you know, I often say I know I know what your, you know, what an average sale price in your area is, but I don't know, you know, the condition of inside your property. Yeah. And they say, "Well, well, give me that, you know, give me the average." Right. So the average is this, but, <laughs> but, but you don't know what side but, of the average yeah, you're on. And, right? and 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 I and I often say like it's, you know, especially with the townhouses, you can get into a, you know, a 20 or 30,000 dollar range, but without going inside the house, you know, it's um, it's it's very difficult to determine. Yeah, and 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 we often say, you know, pricing is so important. If you're twenty or thirty thousand dollars off on the price, it's, oh, yeah. it could be detrimental into the uh, entire sale process. Without a doubt, uh, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, uh, some new statistics from the Canadian Real Estate Association. We'll get into uh, a home show that's happening. Uh, well, pretty much as we speak. <laughs> uh, we'll also talk about the spring real estate market and uh, buying a condo in Toronto. You might want to look at your bank account before you do so. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin in studio today with Philip Golfi, sales representative with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfi team. Go online to robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. Call them anytime at 905 575 7700. That's 905 575 7700. At Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram. Like the Rob Golfi Facebook page and be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Google Play and iTunes, past episodes on robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, email questions at robgolfie.com. That email address is questions at robgolfie.com. We will ask your question on a future program and provide an answer as well. Still to come, want to buy a Toronto condo? You're going to have to dig deep. Uh, the spring real estate market. Uh, is there such a, a thing as a spring real estate market? We'll tackle that in a few minutes. Also, the Ontario Real Estate Association has some uh, well, some ideas regarding marijuana grow ops, and uh, we'll also get to in a matter of minutes uh, the Canadian Real Estate Association and some statistics that they are passing along uh, heading into the weekend. Uh, but home show is happening as we speak. What's going on? Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of big home shows going on. Um, this week we're at the Niagara Home and Garden Show at the Peach King Center. It's a it's a great way if you're if you're 
you know, doing anything home related this summer or or um, spring or summer, it's a you know, come by. There's a lot of a lot of there's a wealth of information from mm-hmm. from realtors to to um, people that build decks to people that do roofs to people that build houses. Um, so it's a it's a great little little way to kind of see you know different companies or different different brands that are out there that you might not have thought of. Um, and it allows you to to you know, especially you know, the flooring people allows you to to, to you know, view all the different types of floors, hmm. the di- different types of floorings, um, and it's a, it's a great opportunity to to kind of see everything under under one nice under one building. And, per- perfect uh, and timing. Make, being selfish for me, I'm doing some home renos this summer, so uh, I think I'm going to head out and yeah, see it's what a, I got. <laughs> are you uh, are you selling? <laughs> uh, I'm not selling. No, no. It's just uh, you know doing uh, doing uh, the old home improvement thing. Yeah, yeah. New kitchen and uh, and a bathroom and uh, uh, you know some trim work and paint and the whole bit. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. So there's a ton of giveaway. Right, everybody lo- loves free stuff. So you know, every booth you stop by, usually there's a. Mm-hmm. I think we're this year we're giving away oven mitts, and then we have a okay. uh, we have a big grand uh, grand draw for a bar. I think it's a new barbecue, if oh, I'm wow. not mistaken. So stop nice. by the uh, stop by the golfy team booth. Uh, I'll be there. Rob will be there. Excellent. My brothers will be there. A couple other members on the team will be there. Uh, I'm not sure yet, but uh, it, it'll be. You, it's usually a really a really good turnout. Yeah. Um. I, I know last year it was raining. So so it, the it same made, today. It, yeah yeah <laughs> and uh it made it actually made it more busy really? right it actually brought all the people that that you know it, it, well, instead not, of doing yard exactly. work or, you, yeah. you know, there's really nothing else to do. So, yeah. it's, you know, let's go check out the Home and Garden Show. See, that was my plan this weekend was to start doing some yard work. And, you know, with the rain here, uh, it's it's not going to happen. So I'm going to go out to the... It's, uh, been, it's been crazy. Yeah, eh? it's been, I just I just took off my winter tires. I thought I was late taking them off. Yeah. Um, and then and then you look at the forecast this week and it's kind of, maybe I should have left them on for a week well, longer. S- some parts of the province might get 20 centimeters of snow it's this weekend. Insane. It's insane. Uh, yeah, crazy. Uh, so this is the 7th Annual Niagara Home and Garden Show. It's happening until 4 p.m. this afternoon at the Grimsby Peach King Center and uh, visit the uh, golfy booth. That's going to be uh, a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I'll be there uh, later on today. That should be uh, a good time. All right. The uh, Canada's Real Estate Industry Organization says the number of homes sold in March Plunged, now again, this is nationally, plunged 22.7%. The national average price was down 10.4% from the same month last year. Uh, The Canadian Real Estate Association says the sales activity marked a four-year low for the month of March and was 7% below the 10-year average. So the national average price for all types of residential property was $491,000, down 10.4% from March of last year with Toronto and Vancouver causing the most drag. Yeah. No real surprise here. Yeah, I know that's what I was going to attest it to is it's it definitely relates back to Toronto and Vancouver. Yeah. Those those you know those will skew these stats so big that that because they, they have large swings in their market. Right. It's going to it's going to look very you know, very strong in one way or very weak in another way, um, but but as those markets continue, you know, start to pick up, um, we expect them to start to kind of to, to pick up this spring and summer. Um, those stats will will definitely turn around and and uh, you know look a little bit more favorable mm-hmm. to those particular markets. When you take Vancouver and Toronto uh, out of the equation, the national average price would be three hundred eighty three thousand dollars, a decline of two percent from March yeah. of twenty seventeen, which is comparable to Hamilton is is uh, almost a couple hundred thousand dollars below, about one hundred and twenty some odd thousand. Yeah, it just shows you how big how big of an impact that those two markets have on yeah. the entire oh, housing market. It's um, obviously you know the the largest populated areas with the you know with the most the most housing. So. Yeah. 
um, you know, when they when they experience those big swings, it, it definitely skews the stat the stats. But if you if you compare it to last year, you know, our average sale price is only down two percent mm-hmm. nationally. So it's you know. We we experienced one of the hottest markets, and we were recognized globally for it. Yeah. So there's only that there's only room for that regression, and to see that we're only down two percent outside of Vancouver and Toronto, is a, I think, is a really good sign. I think it's something that we can rebound from, um, and and continue to look upwards as as the uh, as the national um, sale price continues continues yeah, to go up. I I was gonna say it's gonna be interesting a year from now to see how the prices compare and how you know sale number of sales all that kind of stuff because I think it's gonna be more comparable. Yeah, it's because because before we only had that that data set from that crazy insane yeah. market that we experienced. And it's almost right? unfair to compare. Yeah, so it's you know we kind of we kind of threw that data set out the window and said okay let's let's compare it to the year before because mm-hmm. you know these numbers are, are are skewed. So as we as we get the opportunity to look at more data pieces and and, and compare you know the market uh, the different markets. It, it, it is going to be really interesting to see where we end up next March yeah. or next April and, and how that, that market's going to go yeah. um, as well. But I know there's a lot of people that are, you know, you still hear it. It's, you know, we, we, we missed the market last year, right? A lot of people try to sell, um, you know, on the back end of that that strong 2017 market and and they just missed it so we still see those people that that waited till this spring hmm. hoping that it would come back up right. right and it and it hasn't necessarily gotten to the point where it was last year but I think you can still get that number that you were getting you, you might have got last year but it's just going to take you a lot longer right um Still with this Canadian Real Estate Association uh, report saying uh, March had the third consecutive double-digit decline compared with the comparable months last year when prices uh, in the GTA soared to record highs. Uh, Korea says activity was below year-ago levels in more than 80% of all local markets in all major urban centres except for Montreal and Ottawa, which is interesting, uh, with the vast majority of year-over-year declines well into the double digits. So just some information from the Canadian Real Estate uh, Association. Let's move on to the Ontario Real Estate Association, which is calling for stronger protections against marijuana grow-ups. We've talked about this on the program before. Uh, The association basically saying that, uh, you know, the the province, seeing that, uh, you know, legalized recreational marijuana is going to come into effect this summer, uh, the province has to make some uh, provisions to to protect buyers and sellers. It's going to be really interesting. Um, I I actually had, earlier this week, I had... uh, um, a gentleman called me up and said, "You know, I want to sell my house. However, I I do I do grow marijuana in my basement." Mm-hmm. And he said, "He goes, I don't want you to jump to conclusion that you know it's an illegal grow up or anything like that." He goes, "I'm fully licensed." Right. Um, and and this is the information that he provided me. He goes, "I'm fully licensed, um, and and I'm prescribed um, the the legal the the marijuana." And right. I said, "I said that's no problem," but I did say, "I said we have to disclose this." And and his response was to me was no you don't you don't have to he goes it's legal it's a legal grow operation mm-hmm. fully mm-hmm. legal fully licensed right and I said yeah but but there's you know regardless if it's legal or illegal you know what I mean um, you still have to let you the still next have person to, know. yeah because yeah. there's there's a lot there's there's a variety of things that come with with that grow operation whether it's illegal or legal um, mold fungus um, you know the different the the retrofitting that you have to do for the for the lights. Um, 
you know, the, you know, he, he even told me, he said, he, he, he goes, I have a block foundation. I took four blocks out of the foundation hmm. for, for ventilation. Right. right. And I said, you know, and he's going on and on, but, but he said, you know, you can't tell anybody. And I said, listen, if, if I'm going to sell your house, I, you know, we're 100% disclosing this yeah. issue to, to anyone and everybody that comes through. And, and you can tell he was a little bit upset about it. Um, and in fact, I, I, I didn't get the listing. Right, just due to that, that mm-hmm. me saying that you know I'm not I'm not putting myself at risk at a legal risk, but right, right. By, you know if I if I fully know that this is a a, a, a grow operation, um, you know we're we're definitely going to advise people as to you know what it, you know what it was yeah. and and how long it was and 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 make sure that they can do their due diligence on that specific property to make sure that they're not going to have any problems down the road. So, yeah. I, I I advise them as to what what I think he should do and what what I would do and and you know he was. Obviously, he's looking after his best interests and wanting to get the most amount of money for the sale of his sure. property. Um, but you know, it's 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 an unfortunate set of circumstances for him, right? Yeah. Where you know he has a medical con- medical con- condition that either requires you know marijuana to help him with it, and he's growing it in his basement. Now he's gonna you know he's gonna feel the effects of a you know a, a potential buyer who's not gonna off want to offer him the money that that his house is necessarily worth because he's had pot grown in yeah. the basement for for so long so right what is the financial impact of of having whether it's legal or not of having a marijuana grow up in in your home i mean is is i think it's huge uh, unless someone is buying the home and wants to continue the grow yeah, up you yeah. know that that's really the only advantage right i think it's um because it's so it's so related to the mold and fungus, right? right? I think I think there's a lot of people that that won't even look at it as soon as they hear it's a grow up. Yeah. Um, one, it's you know there's that stigma of the criminal activity that sure. goes along with a marijuana grow up, and number two, it's it's you know the the structure of the house or or what you can't see what might be wrong with the house, yeah. right? Um, I know some investors will look for them. Um, some investors will say, you know, I can get these for for super cheap. You know, right. finally, you know, I, I know a way to fix them up and and make them look nice. Um, doing it all correctly, but they know that there's 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 a huge price um, advantage if you're going to buy something like that. Mm-hmm. Now, on the other end, if you're selling, obviously, you don't, you know, if you. If if people do know, you're not going to get the offer or or the true market value of that house of what that house would right. be worth if it wasn't a, a grow up. But it, it makes it hard on us, right? Um, um, the realtors. I think this is where the home inspectors are going to need to be, you know, become trained and, yeah. and get really good at um, is is identifying or identifying houses that have been marijuana grow grow ups that have maybe been retrofitted so they they look you know pleasing to the mm-hmm, eye mm-hmm. Um, and 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 ensuring that they know or they know ways to find out about, you know, this mold and fungus. They're really good at it already. Yeah. There's a lot of good home inspectors out there, but they're going to be, they're going to need to get even better at it, yeah. especially as we get into this, um, you know, being able to grow pot in your house. Yeah, that's one of the recommendations that the uh, Ontario Real Estate Association is making to the province to say, hey, we have to make sure that our home inspectors are trained uh, even more so in trying to identify uh, these potential marijuana grow-ups. The other suggestion or, or at least recommendation at this point is that... Uh, um, calling on the province to restrict the number of plants a homeowner can grow in a condo or apartment unit, a thousand square feet or smaller to one plant instead of four. So they're looking at smaller units saying, hey, th- this unit is much smaller than a you know 
2,500 square foot house yeah. or whatever the case is, instead of having four plants, you can only do one, <laughs> which kind of makes sense. Yeah, for sure. It makes sense. If, if you're on a square footage basis, it, it definitely makes sense. But I mean, if, if you're, you want to make sure, especially in a condo, that you're not prohibiting your neighbors right. living, right? Um, and, and the, you know, we're just in the beginning stages. We, you know, it hasn't even been legalized to an extent. Yeah. And, and these things are flooding the news lines and the newspapers. Um, there's, there's bound to be controversy over this nonstop. You know, if somebody's, you know, if, if, you know, they're shared balconies or they're shared, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, the, the smells and the smoke and the, the plants, like it's, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be something that we're going to need to get used to, right? With every change, um, you know, there's always that pushback or that drawback and, and it's it's going to be adapting adapting to it but it's going to see it's going to be interesting to see how we adapt and yeah. and it's going to be constant and i know you know it, you know professions are going to have to adapt like we're going to have to adapt to it the home inspectors are going to have to adapt to it but there the, the the good home inspectors have the right tools to be good at, at identifying this stuff mm-hmm. right um the good ones right now there's there's some home inspectors that 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 aren't good, they you know they might not necessarily have the budget to be able to buy the tools to right. to, to detect mold in the basement or detect some of these things, but they'll need you know it's going to become even more imperative just because there's going to be more and more houses that have the potential of having these yeah. these things in the basement or 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 in the house. So, um, you know, and, and home inspection in um you know the home inspection um clause in an agreement of purchase and sale is going to become even more prominent, right? It's mm-hmm. just and and and. Often we don't, you know, we don't get that question. You know, has this been a grow up or right? You know, um, well, you might get a lot more of it and, now. And we're gonna, we're right? gonna start. People are gonna start asking us all the time, and 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 sometimes we don't know, right? It's gonna be, it's gonna put a lot of pressure on the realtors and a lot of pressure on the on the on the on the home inspectors to to make sure that this house hasn't been a grow up, yeah. right? I, I I can foresee uh, a lot of uh, homeowners saying, "Hey, I can I can now have four, uh, you know, marijuana plants." Uh, and that that stigma, quote unquote, of of the grow up might kind of lessen because now that it's legal, they might not consider it a hey, it's a grow operation. It's just my plants. Yeah. It's just part of what I'm doing. Yeah, but there's the yeah I agree. But it's 100%. gonna have a ripple effect it, on it if will. they do sell. Right? And 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 it's gonna. Because our, our our minds are so are so conditioned that once it's a grow operation, yeah, the entire property is stigmatized, right? right? Like right. you know, what I mean, that's a grow operation. That's you know this, that, and the other, yeah. right? That that shouldn't be market value, or that shouldn't be, um, you know, you're gonna have to do a ton of work. There's probably a ton of mold in right, it, right? And that, and to the to an extent, that might just be a stereotype, yeah, right? Yeah. But yeah. I think there's gonna be companies out there that that you know, are going to develop and say, you know, we, we can fix grow operations or, you know, m- the mold remover companies are going to be more popular mm-hmm. and, and, you know, ways to prevent mold while you have, you know, a couple plants or, or, or stuff like that. Yeah. Right. It's going to be, it's going to be, um, you know, there's going to be a right way to do it. Yeah. Someone's going to come up with a business model to say, yeah. this is the way to do it. And then you can. Exactly. There's know. going to be a right way to, uh, you know, a right way to do it. And, and, and it's ensuring that everybody who wants to have plants in their house, does it the right way yeah. and ensuring that if if you know if there were plants in the house how to check to see if it was done the right way right uh, we've got about a minute left just on uh, the the condo or apartment kind of angle to this is that if there is a marijuana grow up in in a condo uh, and you're selling another condo, so it's not necessarily, uh, you know, the one with the marijuana grow up. Does the price of that other condo get affected because there's a marijuana grow up in the building? Yeah, I, it, because they're be, all sharing the assume, same ventilation, yeah, right? Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how that happens. No, I know the condo corporations will will crack down and say, you know, 
you know, you know, there's condo corporations right now that say you can't have a pet, right? Right. So you you can imagine, you know, a, a, a marijuana plant. You know, there there might be similar similar style rules. Yeah. Um, and and if condo corporations, you know, if they recognize that this can affect the entire value of the building, I can f- for sure, down. yeah, I can for sure seeing them say, you know, there's there's no there's no marijuana growing, um, in the unit, and 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 again with that, that's going to become with you know, well, it's legal or you know, there's mm-hmm. there's going to be board you know multiple board meetings and yeah. and it's going to you know make sure the right verbiage is correct in terms of the corporation yeah. details, right? So it's going to be interesting. It's it's um. It's going to be fun to be a part of to see how it how it transitions. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a cool story to follow. Definitely. Uh, when we come back, is there such thing as a spring real estate market? And we'll talk about uh, condo buying in Toronto. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin in studio today with Philip Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page as well. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot com. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, email questions at robgolfie.com. That email address again, questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, want to buy a Toronto condo? Well, you're going to have to dig very deep. But now let's get to the spring real estate market. Is there such a thing as a spring real estate market anymore? <laughs> I would say for sure. Okay. I would say I would say definitely. It's still um, it's still the most popular time to buy a house. Um, it's 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 where you have your your largest buyer pools available mm-hmm. to market to, um, which makes you know results in, in more people coming through your house and and resulting in hopefully more more dollars. Right. Um, and, and is it the most popular? I always thought like the summer would be the most popular because people are on vacation, they have some time to go look at homes, they want to set up the kids for school in the fall. But it's it's really the spring that they're yeah, doing all this. Yeah, it's the spring exactly for that reason though. Mm-hmm. It's 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 you want to make sure that you buy in the spring. So in the summer, that's what you're doing that's is, when is you're, you're moving, moving. Right. yeah and 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 um you know if you're buying in the summer you're you're you're, you're moving in the fall right you want to make sure that the, the kids are starting at the school you know starting at you know not transitioning halfway through the right. year not that that's the biggest problem but if somebody were to have a choice or a, a preference mm-hmm. they would prefer that their their um child would would start at the beginning of the year um a lot easier on the child for sure yeah um and uh we you know as the weather starts to come ni- become nicer in the spring it's it's you know, everything starts to bloom. It's it, it looks a lot nicer. It's a lot, you know, it's a lot easier to, to, to look at houses that way and set right. up set up your summer. And people aren't on vacation, so you know, you the, the the pool of buyers is a little bit bigger than in the summer too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely. Um, I I think in terms of a, a a price point, if you look at the price point, the prices to sell are usually a lot higher in the spring, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 and, may, and not necessarily, you know, might be a lot higher, but 
you, you have fewer days on market right. is what we find um, in the spring market. It's a lot a lot easier to sell your home in the spring and, mm-hmm. and get that quick sale. Um, and, and you can get away with a little bit of a higher price. Yeah, if you wanted to try a higher yeah. price, um, you know, if you if you wanted to 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 you know, kind of experiment with a price that you were looking to get. Definitely experiment in the mm-hmm. spring. It's it's your most opportunistic time. So if spring's the most popular. Winter would have to be the most. Difficult. Oh yeah, winter like it, <laughs> it's like night and day. It's it's dreadful showing houses in the winter. <laughs> it's uh you know it gets dark at like four o'clock yeah, right. Yeah. So people are coming home from work and and you're you're out showing houses at five or six o'clock and you can't even see what the house looks right. like because it's it's pitch black. Stomping outside, through so snow and slush. Yeah, it's it's um but 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 then again you know we uh you still see people buy right you know real estate's you know. It's it's crazy. It's people are always always moving. There's always going to be people moving. Mm-hmm. There's so many different variables that that affect uh, real estate or or why people move or where people live, um, and, and people always have that desire to move um, and, and 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 live in something new or something different. Like we every you know looking at statistics, we see that that you know on average people are moving like every four to five years. Really? It's crazy, wow. right? It's, it's, it's this is lo- Hamilton, Burlington? Yeah, or it's, nationally? It's, it's nationally. Wow. On average, on average, people are moving every four to five years. Interesting. And, and, you know, I look at my grandparents and they kind of picked one house. And, <laughs> and that was it. And that was it. They still <laughs> live in the same house that, that my dad grew up in. Yeah. So, and then I look at, you know, my family and, and, um, you know, I've already moved four times. Wow. Five, I'm, I'm, I'm on my fifth move, <laughs> right? All within the same town. Oh, that's crazy. All within, all within like a radius of like five kilometers of each other. Each other. But, but I've moved five times mm-hmm. already in my life. So, um, you know, it's it's crazy how often people move now. Um, and 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 there's always, you know, when when something becomes available, you know, not even if somebody was looking to move, right? They, they might get, want they to take move. That leap, yeah. yeah. Um, we have a good family friend in, in Ancaster, and they just moved to they they bought a um they bought a a one and a half story um it's a bungalow loft they bought a bungalow loft about a year and a half ago and, mm-hmm. and just because yeah well well they <laughs> they made a move right and and they bought they bought with us a year and a half ago beautiful house you know this is our dream house this mm-hmm. is where we're gonna stay this is you know we love it here this is amazing. And last weekend, you know, my phone rings and <laughs> and it's you know what's he you know what's what's going on? Maybe he wants to play a round of golf or right, he's, right. you know a golf tournament he's putting together because he, he's a big golfer. And he goes, Phil, he goes, there's this house that just came up around the corner from me, and it's uh you know it's a bungalow, you know, different style, a little bit more square footage, yeah, yeah. just right around. He goes, he goes, I want to go take a look at it, right? <laughs> so I said, no problem, let's go take a look, and and you know we go from you know looking to. To considering wow. to putting in an offer, right? And I'm, and I'm looking at these guys, <laughs> and I remember being like, you know, going through the process with them a year and a half ago, and, and them telling me, you know, this is our last move, this wow. is it, and and it just shows you, right? It's it's people are always following the real estate market, yeah. and people always, I don't know if it's an itch or that that desire, but he 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 loved he loved his neighborhood so much that that he didn't want to move out of the neighborhood, yeah, but. He liked the style of house that came up around the corner. Interesting. So I, I thought it was funny. We were laughing about it. Um, right. So we, so he bought this house? No, we didn't end up getting oh. it. We lost it in multi, in a multiple offer oh, really? situation. <laughs> but but we what I you know being optimistic, jokingly, I said, you know what, that went for a price I I wouldn't even have thought of really? it would have went for, and you're still benefiting it from from it because you live in the na- the same neighborhood. Sure. So yeah, yeah. so there's you know it's going to help the neighborhood price go up yeah. and and uh, it's going to help you in the long run. Wow. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the uh, Toronto condo market. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Well, I'm going home, back to the 
Last go round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Philip Golfie is in studio with me today. He's sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call the team anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. And check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page as well. Don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Google Play and iTunes. You can also find past episodes on robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. Want to buy a condo in Toronto? Well, apparently you need an annual income of at least $100,000. That's wild. Yeesh. Yeah. So that narrows down the uh, the buyer pool. Yeah. What's interesting is is just over a year ago, um, it states that you you needed an income of, of approximately 77000 Right, so Holy cow. so it's it's a huge increase in in terms of a, an, an income difference to support the average uh, condo costs in Toronto. Yeah. Right, you're going, you know, you're you're going from twenty, you know, twenty seven thousand. Right, like it's 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 tough. It's 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 really tough to be able to 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 support it. Um, and this is due to the you know the new lending restrictions that that have have come up, but. But you look at Toronto, and you just see every time you drive through, you know, you're driving across the garner, and you look around. There's and, a new condo going up, or there's five or six or seven cranes in the air yeah. that are are putting new. Yeah, it's just it's just nonstop. So you you know you often think like people are still buying them, mm-hmm. right? And and a lot of those condos are sold out before they even break ground. Yeah, right. Just from a floor plan and a and a rendering. It's incredible. That's, that's um that's of of the spe- specific condo that's going to go up. And, and we're not talking about you know twenty units or fifty units or a hundred units. I mean, Monsters. There's, there's, there's yeah sixty it's seventy stories that yeah. are that are going up with you know with hundreds and hundreds of units being sold yeah. out before they even break ground. So I think you know as as long as they keep on selling out, the, the prices are going to remain strong. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it should be interesting to see, you know, what what as we get into, you know, the the third and fourth quarter of this year, what's going to happen to the condo market with with all the lending restrictions? Because, you know, there's there's a ripple effect, right? You know, as much as the the new lending restrictions affect the first and second quarter, but there's there's also a longer uh, a long a longer effect on on what's going to happen. Right. So it should it, it should you know it should be interesting to see how that affects it if we start to see you know this price start to come down. Yeah. Uh, this um, this hundred thousand dollar figure was uh, compiled by um, a market analysis firm by the name of Urban Nation. Um, there's probably going to be a point, and I'm not sure what the dollar figure is, where a, a prospective condo buyer is going to say, you know, I, I just I'm, I've been priced out of the Toronto market. Um, do you think they would look all the way our way just to, for for a condo or even a home because yeah, it's it, going to be priced comparably? It, definitely, I think it depends on how important is home ownership to somebody, right? right. Um, you know, a lot of the time I find with people in Toronto, they're they're moving they're moving all the time, right? Whether you know. You know whether they're moving in with friends or or breaking up with friends or or whatever. There's a, a lot of my friends that live in Toronto. They've moved you know five or six times, and that's not that's not buying and, and selling houses. That's just moving from condo to condo. Mm. So, if somebody doesn't have that stable job or somebody doesn't know where they're going to be working in, in you know never mind five years, but where they're going to be working next year or the year after that, mm-hmm. it's hard to commit to buying a house, right? right? Um, and, and and just to 
because you have that burden of not being able to move around, you're kind of stuck in, in, in one yeah. spot. So I think in terms of the, the, the Toronto culture and the Toronto lifestyle, people like that flexibility to be able to sign up for one-year leases or, mm-hmm. or even six-month leases or, or be on a month-to-month lease just because if they if they do get an opportunity to go work overseas or go yeah, work... They're not uh, locked down. Yeah, right? they're not locked down to that to that home ownership. And then, and then, you know, in retrospect, that makes the... Um, you know the rental market strong in Toronto yeah. and, and very attractive to the to the investor who who you know go to Toronto and say hey you know I can buy three four condos and and know that the vacancy rate will be very low and and know that I'll I'll be able to have somebody in here and you know for months to come mm-hmm. so uh, it's it's very attractive among the among the the investor in real estate and and you know it's very attractive. Um, you know, just because there's so many rental units available, that that allows that that you know that young professional, that flexibility to yeah. kind of pick whoever he to wants, whatever they want, yeah. and not and not be you know tied down to home ownership. Uh, we got to run. Uh, you guys are going to be at the uh, seventh uh, annual Niagara Home and Garden Show. It goes until four p.m. this afternoon at the Grimsby Peach King Center. Enjoy that, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Yeah, see you next week. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at nine, right here on nine hundred CHML.